Hello everyone, welcome back to the Hey Mama podcast where we connect, share, and destigmatize our experiences of being young, new, and unmarried mamas while also strengthening our connection with Christ. I am your host, Anitra White, and let's get started with today's show. So I don't have any announcements or anything big, I just want to again say thank you and express my gratitude the support has been crazy i i'm just grateful for you all and looking at my stats and stuff of how the show is doing i'm seeing that i'm kind of gaining a following in germany i mean i have listens throughout you know like japan or canada and stuff but germany seems to be holding it down a little bit you know and i'm grateful i never would have thought that it would have went past you know, the DMV area. Well, I hope it would have, but this is just amazing. Thank y'all for listening, tuning in. And that just lets me know that, you know, I'm touching people, which is what I wanted to do. So thank y'all for listening. So, all right. I just came off of a 21 day fast. Well, it was really 22 days because on the 22nd day, I woke up thinking I'm about to, you know, get back to it. And God said, no, give me one more day. So, it was really a 22-day fast, but it was with this 18-month discipleship program I'm a part of at a um, pretty big and prominent church in the DME area. And on this fast, I surrendered meat, sweets, I added in added sugar with that, TV, and social media, unless I was promoting Hey Mama or any other business. And I did this to grow closer to God and to seek clarity and discernment. In the beginning, I thought I was going to die. okay that's a joke but no seriously I tend to well I don't eat a lot of meat I just really eat chicken turkey and fish and it wasn't too bad giving that up I thought I would have been fiending more for it but not really I did miss Chick-fil-a but you know it wasn't that bad sweets wasn't that bad either it was just hard finding things to eat that didn't have added sugar and everything seemed to have added sugar literally it was a struggle a little bit to try to find things to eat and try not to carb load because me and carbs we don't get along like that (laughs) and you can see it like in my face so i really did not want to have my face blow up while you know i'm trying to fast and you know fasting granted i'm trying to get closer to god but you know what's wrong with losing a pound here or there you know Social media wasn't that bad either. Um, it's just because at first I wasn't on it at all until I launched, um, well, officially launched Hey Mama, which was like three weeks ago. I want to say it was the 11th of January. And so I realized it wasn't bad until I got on it to like um, promote. And when I did that, I caught myself kind of going back a little bit, and, you know, going through people's stories and stuff. And I'm like, God's like, no. We're supposed to be on here only to promote and get off. So I think I'm going to keep up the no social media thing unless I'm doing business. But you know, you all can still DM me at Hey hey Mamas or at my personal, which is Anitez, A-N-I-T-E-Z underscore. So if you notice anything Hey Mama related, of course I'm going to answer. But the biggest problem I seem to have was with television. I did not think I was addicted to TV at all until it was stripped away. Like, I usually only watch TV if it's my shows like Grey's Anatomy or Station 19 or The Challenge or Power. Y'all, 
the fast started on the season finale of Power. Like when the season finale of Power aired. I was upset, okay? Because I think the fast started on the first, which was a Friday. Friday or Saturday, one of those. And then the season finale was on Sunday. And so I was a little upset. I was I was disturbed. Not even gonna lie to you. And I just watched it yesterday and it was okay. I mean it was cool. It was cool. But yeah, so I didn't really think I was addicted to TV until I didn't have it. And I realized that because I used to keep TV on just like for background noise or whatever. I think a lot of people do that actually. And so I wouldn't really sit down and engage with it, but like I would just have it on while I was doing tasks or whatever. It was like once I stripped that away, I realized that I don't like the quiet like that. I need, I like background noise because it distracts me or it keeps my mind like going so I don't have to fully think about my thoughts. And I think that's what God wanted. He wanted that to be stripped away so he can talk to me and download things into me or have my Holy Spirit talk to me about different things here or there. So, yeah, that was a challenge. Okay, so I just want to interject real quick and then how I'm telling you all about my fast. Because I'm recording this podcast kind of late. It's Monday. We're going to try to record at the end of the week. And so yesterday on Sunday, when I say God confirmed that things need to be silent, like I heard the phrase silent, God needs silence, God wants silence. I want to say two to three times yesterday, and yesterday was Sunday, and I heard it when I, I watched my sermon from my church, then I watched a sermon, a couple of sermons actually, from um, Transformation Church with Michael Todd, and so to me, three confirmations, that's God saying, you're doing a little too much, girl, you need to quiet some things down and listen out for my voice. So I just want to say that God confirmed what I said <laughs> previously about him wanting silence. And with that, I would definitely say when the TV was stripped away, when social media was stripped away, when the meats and sweets and pretty much anything that I would consume on the regular was stripped away, I heard God so clearly well, okay, yeah, I heard God and my Holy Spirit so clearly. Like, every little thing <laughs> that I would usually just bypass or not even think about, my Holy Spirit was like, no, check that. No, go pick that up. Yes, you're on the right track. Good job. Keep going. That's exactly what we want to do. That's what God wants you to do. Like, when I say I kept hearing things, like, left and right, it honest it was scary at first i'm like oh my gosh was was this always here <laughs> was god always here answering things like that and so i can say definitely stripping things and quiet quieting things down made things made it actually made the 21 days a lot easier and it was just it 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 brought a level of peace that I honestly cannot explain. Like, there's a Bible verse saying, like, God can bring, God brings peace that surpasses all understanding. And I honestly can say that I experienced that peace while in this fast. And, oh, 
almost forgot another confirmation, right? Well, this was really God and my Holy Spirit talking to me this morning. During my Bible time, I usually try to start with like playing a, a song, something that can get me in the in the groove, you know, in the mood of, you know, wanting to be in God's presence. And so I was listening to Speak to My Heart by um, Donnie McClurkin. And so I'm over there, okay, Lord, speak to me, Lord, you know, talk to me. And when I said, God said, turn that off. I was like, what? He said, turn off the music. I was like, okay, I'll turn it off. And he said, see, this is what I mean. I want silence. And you're trying to tune and tune and drown things out with the noise. Just listen to what I have to say. And... I heard him. That look, he he let the the message be known, and I took it. But that piece that came from this fast, honestly, when the fast was over, I was telling my mom because my mom she's in the same program as me, and um, so we went through the fast together. I was telling my mom, I said, this fast ending is kind of bittersweet. It's like, yes, I'm happy to get back to TV and, you know, to trying to partake of some chicken, you know, and everything. But it's like, I don't want that peace to leave. I don't want to go back to being consumed with how, I, I don't want to be how it was before. And so God, I feel like God really transformed me during those 22 days. My mindset and how I view things are completely different I don't even really want to watch TV. Y'all, the other day, mind you, the fast just ended. Today is January 25th. The fast, I was done on January 22nd, which was my grandmother's birthday. Happy birthday, Nana. Um, she's a, having a heavenly birthday. We're belated birthday. But, so the fast just ended. I have so many shows to catch up on, y'all. When I say the whole time during the fast, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to watch this. I can't wait to watch that. Oh, I'm going to binge. Oh, I can't wait. I don't even have that desire anymore. The other night, Nova went down kind of early. And so I'm like, hmm, I could watch something. But I was like, I don't really want to. I can, but I don't want to. I went to sleep reading a book. Y'all, I haven't read a book for fun in I don't know how long. Granted, you know, I said I wanted to try to read more books, but this was like the first time where I actually wanted to read going to sleep. Who does that? Like, that's something that, you know, grandparents or something do. I'm like, I like, nah, I'm sorry, y'all, for the young kids or younger adults who read all the time. I'm trying to get on y'all level. It's just, that's just my mindset and how I view things. But it's just things like that. Like, my body, y'all, I made enchiladas and I had some fried chicken this weekend. My body is saying, what is that? We do not do that no more. I honestly think I'm going to become a pescatarian. Not not even by choice. My body is refusing this stuff anymore. And so not only was he transforming my mind, but he's transforming my body. And I like it. I like knowing that my sacrifices and how I'm living is making God happy. I like that. I like the peace that I have. You know, my anxiety isn't up and through the roof during certain things. 
I'm not anxious for anything. When I say I'm at peace, I am at peace. And I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So, with that being said, that brings me to today's topic. Finding your peace. I was kind of stumped at first trying to figure out what this podcast is going to be about. I tend to pray about it and God usually gives me what the title is or what the topic is going to be about. And I go from there. However, I, I was having difficulty. Like all last week I was praying to God. I was like, Lord, what is this podcast going to be about? What's, you know, what, can I, what should I talk about? What do you want your people to hear? What do you want the mamas to hear? And I didn't hear anything about that. Mind you, I'm still praying about everything else because I write down my prayers. And so, like, as soon as I write down my prayer, he'll answer it, you know? And so he's been doing this, like, the whole 21 days. And he didn't do it with this question. So I'm like, okay, Lord, I guess I'll just have to wait to put out the podcast or I have to wait to record. And it wasn't until my prayer time on Saturday I got into the Bible and the Word. Okay, so rewind some. During the fast, we were called to read this book, What Happens When Women Walk in Faith by Lisa Kirst. I think that's how you say her last name. Look up Lisa T if you want the book. I highly recommend it to everyone. And on the last day, she had a prayer for the woman who read the book, who read the book, excuse me, and had some Bible verses to go along with it. For the first one, I feel like it spoke to me the most. It says, I pray that when you hear the, that when you hear his voice, you will not harden your hearts. And it had the scriptures, Psalm 95, 7-8, and Hebrews 4, 7-8. On that day, I wanted to get into the Bible, but I didn't really know where to start or anything like that. And so I started with this, um, with these two scriptures. And the first one, Psalm 95 through 7, 7 through 8, excuse me, it was cool. So I went on to Hebrews 4, 7 through 8. And when I tell y'all, that's, God screamed at me. He screamed peace. And the thing is, that wasn't even the focus of the prayer that she had aligned in her book. And that just let me know that God is going to use whatever to tell you whatever he wants you to know. So Hebrews 4, 7 through 8 reads, God again set a certain day, calling it today. This he did when a long time later he spoke through David as in the passage already quoted. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken later about another day. That's it. So I'm like, mm, what, what is this even saying? Honestly, like I honestly I didn't understand. My Bibles is my excuse me, my Bible is the NIV version. And sometimes, you know, it could just be a little extra, but a lot of times though it is pretty simple for me. But today I was like, mm, I don't understand it. And usually when this happens I just read some before and some after to get full context. So I started at verse six and then went down to verse eleven. And that reads, again, this is Hebrews 4, 6 through 11. Therefore, since it still remains for some to enter that rest, and since those who formerly had the good news proclaimed to them did not go in because of their disobedience, God again set a certain day, calling it today. 
This he did when a long time later he spoke through David, as in a passage already quoted. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken later about another day. There remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from their work, just as God did from his. Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest, so that no one will perish by following their example of disobedience. So the disobedience that they're speaking about is when the um, Israelites weren't able to enter to the promised land due to them, you know, the disobedience, their complaining, and all this other jazz. Now I'm understanding that God is saying that it's okay to rest, but to really rest is to get to know his son, to get to know Christ, and to go to Christ and commit to Christ, which is which would be you entering to your salvation. And when you believe in God and have faith in God, God is giving you eternal rest. So therefore, when you die, you will go to heaven. You will be at peace with him. You will no longer suffer. You will be okay. You will be able to rest. And when I'm reading that, him talking about rest on the Sabbath and being able to rest on earth and then resting you know, when you die, I got two things. He's saying, when you believe in me on earth, you can have peace. You can rest. Because then you know that I will take care of all your needs. You know that I am the one and true provider. You know I am the source. And when you know that I am the source, you have no reason to stress. You have no reason to be anxious. You have no reason to, you know, just be uptight and worried. And I think that speaks volumes. And that's the peace that I felt during the fast. And I still feel now after the fast. Again, during the fast, I saw God move like I never saw him move before. He answered prayers like so swift. Like, I honestly couldn't even believe it. He talked to me so vividly that I had no choice but to believe and trust in him. And he transformed my mind and let me know that, yeah, God is real. Yeah, God got my back. Why am I stressing? He told me that all things work together for my good. So even if that goes left, I know that I'm still going to be okay. And that type of reassurance is just, it's overwhelming sometimes. Because it's like, this world pushes chaos so much. It pushes hate. It pushes things that are are not of God. Because again, this world is not of God. But that peace, man, that peace, I honestly cannot say it enough. And I want everyone to find that peace. Everyone needs to find that peace. Everyone needs to feel that peace. Because that peace, again, it surpasses all understanding, honestly. Because I did not understand it. I mean, I would definitely, I was a Christian. Well, I am a Christian. I've been a Christian my whole life. However, I have not began to take my walk seriously until I would probably say a year or so ago. And it's like, I believe in God. 
I know what he can do. But it was like, hmm, I'm just going to live my life, you know. I see other Christians just living their life, doing whatever. But, you know, I'm just going to do me. But God was like, you can't do you and do me at the same time. So something needs to change. And change, it did. And once I changed and started taking things serious and started fully leaning on God and trusting in him, I found my peace. I got my peace. And again, I want y'all to find your peace and get your peace, especially with these young kids. <laughs> well, we are young kids, but with our babies. And, you know, you want to pass that stuff on to them so that way they can take less time, you know, going through and finding their path to God. And you can direct them up in which they should go, which God calls us to do anyway. And so for Nova, I don't want her to have to take as long as I did to find that peace with God. I don't want to see her have to struggle and, you know, make a big hassle out of everything. And then she later on saying, Ma, you know, I really found God later on. I'm like, I want her to know him as soon as she can, you know. I want her to connect with him as soon as she can. And so with that, again, we're finding our peace. And the first point I would say about that is we can only have this peace from Christ. John 16, 33 states, I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will, you will have tribulation. But take heart, I have overcome the world. The only one who can offer you this peace is Jesus, our Lord and Savior. He's literally the only one. It just said in this text. He's the only one who has conquered all realms. He conquered the world and everything that we face. And so he understands exactly what we've been through. So he's the only one who can offer you that peace. He can, He's the only one who can offer you that sense of security because he is the one and true living source another verse that can help you all understand this is second thessalonians three sixteen. now may the lord of peace himself give you his peace at all times and in every situation the lord be with you all jesus is the prince of peace he has it and he wants to share it and we can only turn to him to get it and the thing is Again, he wants to share it, and you can literally live in it at every moment, at all times. It does not matter what you're going through or how things may look. You can still have that peace. And again, you can obtain this peace very easily. Simply lay your cares on God and believe. Believe that he is the one and true living God. Believe that Jesus died and rose again and conquered the world for you and for your sins. Philippians 4, 6-7 reads, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Jesus Christ. So just believe, y'all. Have faith. Believe that what God said, he will do. He's a man of his word. He shall never lie. He has no reason to lie. Who does he fear? And in that same breath, who do you fear other than God? This world should not intimidate you. Your circumstances should not intimidate you. Why? Because God said, that we conquer this 
So you can conquer that. You have no reason to fear anything. So have faith and believe. This brings me to my next point. In order to believe, you must remove yourself and your pride. You have to accept that you don't know everything and that you don't always know what's best for you. You don't know the outcome of things. Only God, he stands outside the realm of time and he can see your beginning and your end. Only he can do that. You don't know how everything is going to end, but he does. So therefore, he wants to help you and guide you into the, the right path in which he set for you. That's kind of like with your kids. You see them doing something that they shouldn't be doing and you know how it's going to end. Like, take for instance, Nova could be teetling on the steps. I could be like, Nova, you don't need to do that. You're going to fall and bust your butt. And she can be acting like she knows what she's doing and keep doing what she's doing. I'm here to try to help guide her and put her on the right path, which is to not fall and bust your butt. However, it's up to her to listen to what I say. It's the same thing with God. We have to decrease ourselves, little ourselves, so that way he can increase in us and that his power and strength increases in us. And that will only happen when we fully believe what God said. And that is that he will provide for us and that he will make our crooked path straight. Without faith, we have nothing. And so that brings me to my last point of we must constantly choose this rest, this peace. Philippians 4, 8-9 states, And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me. Everything you heard from me and saw me doing, then the God of peace will be with you. Again, we have to constantly choose what we think about. And that should be things that are true, honorable, right and pure, lovely, on all the other jazz that's in the verse. Our thoughts will constantly, can consume us. Our thoughts can either put us on the right path with God or make us go astray and we'd be anxious and, you know, depressed and just worried about what we currently see. Or we can fix our thoughts on what's true and what's true. God saying he got us. God saying he love us. God saying that everything will work out for my good. God saying, I got your back. And so, again, constantly have your mind and your thoughts fixed on God. For he is the one and only true living source. He is the only one who can provide for you in ways that no one or nothing on this earth can. He is the only one who can give you that eternal peace. Both on earth and in heaven. But the thing is, while on earth, we have to choose this peace. So I'm hoping that you all will choose this peace. Claim your peace. Say, God, I want my peace. Show me how I can get this peace. Especially with my kids. <laughs> okay? I know I did not speak a lot. We'll speak a lot about kids. Because this one is more so focused on us mamas and how we can fix our insides in order to spread peace, love, and happiness on the outside. Because again, we cannot pour from an empty cup. 
we must fill ourselves. And what do we want to fill ourselves with? Peace, love, and happiness. And so here go your peace. Seek God. Let him know what's troubling you. Lay it at his feet and leave it there. Don't try to pick it back up. God does not need your help fixing your mess. He can handle it. He has more than enough strength. Trust me. All right. Now, before we close out, let's say our affirmations. One, I am worthy of God's love. Two, I am worthy of God's peace. Three, with God, I am the perfect mom for my children. Four, I will fight for my peace. Five, I will spread peace to my children and those around me. Six, I am loved. I am capable of giving love. I will give my children all of the peace and love they need. I really hope that you all enjoyed this week's episode for I enjoyed sharing what God placed in me. And I feel like a lot of people need this as we're going, we're continuing to go into the new year. So with that, y'all, see y'all next week. Go out and be the wonderful, peaceful, lovable moms that God ordained you all to be. Again, you can catch me at Hey Hey Mamas, H-E-Y-H-E-Y-M-A-M-M-A-S, excuse me, or my personal Instagram at A-N-I-T-E-Z underscore. All right, catch y'all next week. Love y'all.